Calling all instructional technology coaches, Forward Edge has launched a new hub for coaches to find strategies and resources to use for their coaching. The EDU Coach Network provides a place for instructional coaches to come together for coach-specific professional development, building a community, and finding mentorship moving through the school year. The network provides a place to casually seek resources or join in with book clubs, Twitter chats, webinars, and workshops, along with much more. Join the EDU Coach Network by going to educoachnetwork.com and join the coach community today. Katie Ritter. And I'm Justin Thomas, and this is the Restart Recharge podcast, a podcast by coaches for coaches. We bring the tips and tricks to help you in your everyday work as an instructional coach or whatever they call you in your school district. So hopefully you'll leave this episode with us today feeling just a little bit less on your own coaching island. And yes, it can be difficult to find time and creative ways to share new ideas and strategies to your educators. So let us help you revamp and redefine what professional learning looks like in your school. Walk away with ideas on how to provide professional learning in both virtual and non-traditional settings to grow teachers outside of the traditional sit and get PD. This session will assist you in creating new ways to provide PD for your educators. So we have uh, two coaches with us here that uh, have created a creating spaces. They're going to show you how you can create new spaces for professional learning. So let me introduce Anna Marie Reinhardt. And Anna Marie has taught as an intervention specialist for five years. She five years she worked with elementary, middle, and high school students. She taught all four core content areas and worked with a wide variety of learners. Anna Marie is now an instructional design coach in pre-K to eight building in one of the largest school districts in the state. She was placed in the school after the building was awarded a grant for a one-to-one iPad program for their fifth through eighth grade students. Now the entire building is one-to-one and she is able to support all staff, members, and students in the building. Anne-Marie is also a Google certified educator, trainer, and coach, and serves as a mentor coach for Forward Edge. So welcome in, Anne-Marie. Thank you. Welcome, Anne-Marie. And I have the pleasure of introducing Emily Cowan. Emily's been with us before a number of times, but just as a reminder, she is an instructional design coach with us here at Forward Edge. She's a Google certified teacher, trainer, and coach. She has provided professional development and coaching to a variety of PK through 12th grade teachers in multiple districts across Ohio. Prior to this role, Emily earned her degree in middle-level education with specialization in language arts and science. She was in the classroom for six years before transitioning to a coaching role with us here at Forward Edge, and she also serves as a mentor coach here at Forward Edge. So welcome back, Emily. Hey, thanks for having me back. I feel like this episode's super timely because you, by the time this episode's released, it will be longer but this week that we're recording (laughs) you just did uh, a webinar for the edu coach network Mm -hmm. that was like sort of a crossover a little bit with this topic so lots of good ideas i was getting excited watching the webinar for some of those ideas to translate to the pot so (laughs) glad to have you so knocked it out of the park the pressure is real (laughs) (laughs) this is a pressure-free room um okay so diving in what does it mean to create spaces you guys kind of the two of you did i think this idea kind of spurred from a presentation that you did first for ISTE, mm-hmm. I believe. Thank you. Um, and so what what does it mean? Because I thought it was super clever when you guys originally came up with the idea. So what are we talking about when we say create spaces for professional learning? 
Well, I think it kind of just means like reframing the way that you approach professional development. So um, trying to think outside of the box from the traditional kind of like sitting and talking to teachers at an organized time, um, you know, at maybe a district-wide PD day um, because the the days of having all that time um, <laughs> are kind of gone and they have been for a couple of years now. So we kind of just saw the need for um, kind of needing to to rethink how we can actually reach teachers and still feel like we're we're helping them learn and grow even if we're not exactly provided the the structured time to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I was just going to jump in and say we just walked out of a team meeting mm-hmm. brainstorming a yeah. little bit. Teachers feeling overwhelmed and how are we finding time to to meet with them? So, sorry, go ahead, Emily. No, you're fine. I just to piggyback off of Anna Marie. Yeah, we if we get PD time on PD days, that's great. Um, but we still have to serve the teachers in between because PD days are so few and far between. Um, So this really was how do we get them more content or more of what they need between those days. Mm -hmm. Love it. Awesome. So obviously, you know, there's a little bit of a focus from COVID because things got really crazy there. And there's still, we're still seeing the kind of the repercussions of the fact that there's not enough time. Teachers Mm -hmm. are usually covering for other teachers and there's a sub shortage and everything like that. Um, So how did you kind of first come up with this idea for creating the spaces PD? You talked a little bit about that, but was there any other background needed to develop this concept? So you kind of identified the problem, but then how did you move forward to actually kind of get the background, the reasoning to create the new spaces to create? Um, Yeah, so I think that really, you know, obviously identifying, like you said, the problem of time Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes physical space, too, is a problem, um, especially like when we're talking about COVID. Um, But I think that, you know, we started thinking about where are the different places in a school building where learning can take place maybe asynchronously, where it wouldn't be like a huge ask of the teachers to give up time. Like that was really, I think, kind of where we started is we we're like, where where can we reach them where we're not asking them to give up a plan bell, give up a lunch, come in early, stay late? Like, because as, you know, former classroom teachers, we know how valuable that time yes. is. Um, those might be the only times that you get to go to the bathroom or, you know, check your phone to see if you heard from somebody, you know? So, yeah. um, that, I think, you know, if I remember correctly, Em, when we were developing that, I feel like that was a huge part of it. It's where can the learning take place and how can we get the most bang for our buck without taking up huge amounts of time? Yeah, I remember a conversation about, like, meet them where they're at, especially in talking about, like, learning on the loo or PD on the potty. Like, you know, that's where you might be the only time that you get to catch those teachers. So, yeah, it really came from trying to find ways to engage them that didn't necessarily have to occupy a lot of their time. Yeah, I think it's just so clever to think about it that way. I've thought about it, like had conversations with teachers around like where can you like kind of take your classroom that's sometimes outside of your four classroom walls Mm -hmm. if you need a change of scenery or access to different materials. I think it's um, Tom Murray and Eric Schoeninger's book, Learning Transformed. I'm going to cite the number wrong I think so go check go <laughs> fact check me yourself that's where I'm getting this information but I want to say that 
they in that book they say that it's like 60% I think of our school buildings are unused for mm-hmm. like learning like our cafeteria mm. our gym our hallways like all of these spaces that are just not used for learning um so I just love the like creative spin that you guys are taking to take advantage of some of that for the teachers as well so um share quickly if you don't mind like what are some of these spaces you've created Emily you just mentioned like learning on the loo or PD on the potty so obviously like the bathroom you're kind of <laughs> taking advantage of but like what are kind of describe what some of these things are and some of the spaces that you've captured. Yeah, so to be fully transparent, like these are not things that we have created. Right, um, right. We more collected resources, but our PD, we really took a look at the school building. And so we were like, like you said, like where can we capitalize on teachers? So we created a space for what kind of PD can happen in the bathroom. Um, we looked at like common learning spaces, like you said, like the media center or the cafeteria. Um, we we included areas for like learning in the classroom, right? So teachers spend most of their time there. So how can we provide them PD while they're in their classroom? Um, and one of my favorites was in the community or like outside of school hours, how can we provide them PD that's meaningful and not super, and not a huge lift or a big burden because we don't want teachers to not have a personal balance, but just giving them ideas like if they, if coaches can provide them with ideas that what what they can take outside of the school day. Um, we had like different things that you could do in the copier room, teacher workroom, hallways. Um, hallways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really tried to look at every single part of the school building and we were able to come up with ideas for basically every space. And, you know, even like Emily said, if they weren't original, you know, using something that we'd heard someone else was doing mm-hmm. and figuring out kind of where that fit into the school building. So, yeah, it was it was a fun thing to work on. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and M, you talked about too in the um, in the webinar I mentioned at the beginning that you just did, but I thought some of this idea like particularly was really creative in the webinar. You talked about having to audit your PD plan for time, yeah. right? Like we have these great plans and goals as coaches for all this PD and the direction we want to take people in. And then our time is just like totally slashed and teachers are in meetings and yeah. they don't have time to <laughs> attend and, and all of these things. And so I just, I thought that this was particularly clever. Um, would you mind to share like a little anecdote that you shared around how you maybe um, like when you're auditing your time, <laughs> you talked specifically about some of these ideas and how you go about like, oh, I want to do this whole big topic for the year. Here's how I like pull something out. And it might be a learning on the loo. So it's a flyer that I'm putting in the bathroom as opposed to like having to lead a face-to-face session. Yeah, absolutely. So in an effort to not be super redundant in case you watched that webinar or want to watch that <laughs> webinar, um, the whole idea is that at the beginning of the school year, we should be setting goals of where we want teachers to end up by the end of the school year um, and aligning that to district or building goals. Um, And then from there, creating a list of the PD that supports that goal. So like top to bottom, what do teachers need to know in order to reach that goal by the end of the school year? Um, And then step three being taking the time to audit it. So, you know, how can we get teachers the information that they need in a meaningful way when PD time isn't cut out? Um, So I like to think of it as what can I offer teachers that doesn't have to be a whole group setting. So like identify which PD sessions need to be on those PD days with that like two hour time slot and which doesn't. So the example from the webinar 
was um, one of my districts is really focused on differentiating the learning experience for all students or making it more personalized. Um, so I kind of laid out the steps that I personally would take um, to get teachers to the goal of creating a more personalized learning experience. Um, and so one of the sessions was Google Sheets. Um, to collect data about our students, to get to know our students. And then the follow-up after that would be like a Google Sheets training. Um, and both of those things are tools that our teachers are familiar with, they're already using. So I personally wouldn't use that as a PD time. I wouldn't take up the time to teach everyone the exact same thing. Um, so I think the example for um, Google Forms might be like a tech takeout. So an after-school DoorDash delivery during the day, PD um, that includes two videos. Um, one would be a short explanation of like Google Forms and some basic setup, where the second video would be a little more detailed in like data that they can collect or ideas for use. Um, so that kind of levels the playing field. So if I have a teacher who already knows how to set up a Google Form, they can skip over that portion. Um, or if I have a teacher who has avoided Google Forms over the last few years, which I can't imagine that there are many, um, just because that tool is so valuable. But the the information is there so that they can kind of get caught up because I don't want to waste like in-person time for trainings that a lot of teachers either have exposure to um, or are even ex like super experienced in. Awesome, thank you. I think a lot of us have used the tech takeout and it seems mm -hmm. to be a hit everywhere. So it is um, definitely if you're looking for something that I would highly say go for the, the tech takeout there. Um, but yeah, you had a lot of awesome, really good ideas that you kind of shared on that webinar as well, coming from the EDU Coach Network, um, one of our sponsors. But let's check a listen into a couple more of our sponsors as well. Calling all instructional coaches. Join Forward Edge for Coaches Camp in summer of 2023. Coaches Camp is packed with high quality professional development exclusively for you. Attendees will work with like-minded coaches on creating strategies for building teacher relationships, executing coaching cycles, and building a culture of coaching and tech integration within their school district. There are two opportunities to attend Coaches Camp in the summer of 2023. You can either join us virtually June 12th through the 14th, or come visit Cincinnati on July 27th and 28th. Please visit forward-edge.net slash coachcamp to reserve your spot today. The Google Educator Bootcamp is a 13-week comprehensive series that will prepare educators to complete the Google for Education Level 1 or 2 certification. This series provides teachers with professional development on their own time to complete tasks that are built around showcasing their proficiency and understanding of the Google Workspace for Education tools. For more information on the Google Educator Bootcamp, visit forward-edge.teachable.com and begin earning your Google certification. And welcome back to the Restart Recharge podcast. I'm Katie Ritter with co-host Justin Thomas here. We've got Emily Cowan and Anna Marie Reinhart talking about creating spaces for professional learning. Um, so girls, building on kind of some of the ideas that you just shared about, you know, you've mentioned um, PD on the potty. We've talked about tech takeout. You've talked about taking advantage of hallway space. You've talked about um, capitalizing on teachers in their classroom. Mm -hmm. You've talked about capitalizing on opportunities in the community. So all of these, all of these fun spaces that are outside of the traditional in-service days or lunch and learn, happy hour, like 
formal time for PD. What are some of the considerations that you um, kind of go through when you're thinking about, okay, I want to implement this? Or, um, you know, how did you come up with like the idea for like the tech takeout or um, how to take advantage of some of these new spaces? I guess kind of what goes into your mind that ultimately, okay, I'm going to implement this and slap this on the wall (laughs) in the teacher's lounge or whatever. Um, Kind of talk through some of those things that coaches might want to think about. Yeah, so um, last year, one of my districts, if we're like specifically looking at tech takeout, um, they were trying no new. So during PD days, they were not like opening the door for new PD. A lot of time was given for classwork or, you know, focus on SEL. Um, So I had to get super creative in getting PD to my teachers that I know that they wanted and needed, um, but had such limited time. So lunch and learns weren't going super great because, you know, teachers were using that time to decompress or make copies. Um, And so in a conversation with one of our uh, former colleagues, it was, you know, I have this 20 minute window after school. Um, The teacher contract does not require them to be there beyond that. So how can I capitalize on that 20 minutes? Um, And so this tech takeout bite-sized PD to go um, was kind of generated from that. So I was like, okay, well I can create this little PD, I'll couple it with a snack, I'll make it super exciting, have some music going and they can stop by at the end of the day, grab it, and then at least I know that I'm like, reaching hopefully most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, That worked pretty well. The first one was good, but it wasn't great. Um, And so that turned into a conversation of, well, how do I reach more teachers? Um, And since we were going with this like food and this treat idea, um, I turned it into DoorDash delivery. So instead of capitalizing on that 20 minutes um, at the end of the school day, it turned into a DoorDash delivery during the school day. Um, So I dropped that treat off. Teachers were usually pretty excited to see me on those days because they knew it meant something sweet (laughs) (laughs) Um, to get them through the end of the day. Uh, And then towards the end of the day, I would say like, hey, you make sure you watch this in that 20 minute window before you leave today. And like, I try the one was I gave them popcorn. So I was like, it's a perfectly paired like popcorn snack. So like watch the video, eat this like it should take about the same amount of time. Um, So it was really just capitalizing when I didn't get the time from the district, but also when it didn't work in teacher schedules. I love the like perfectly timed mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. This video will be done by the time you're done yep. eating the popcorn. Yep. And then you <laughs> eat it while you're watching the second video. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it worked out pretty well. Was, we we Anna Marie does it as well mm-hmm. and we use Bitly's so that we can see how many viewers and the analytics were pretty good. I would say a lot mm-hmm. better than um prior when it was like, oh, come pick it up on your mm-hmm. own. But it was pretty well received because they realized that we were trying to accommodate time that they didn't have in their schedule. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, like Emily said, I, I've been doing it too, and same reaction. People are super happy when they see my giant gray bag stuffed with, like, brown <laughs> lunch bags coming down the hallway. Um, and I love a good theme, so I always try and make my snacks on theme um, with kind of, like, whatever time of year it is or whatever we're talking about. But I think that the one that I just did for this month, for me personally, was the most successful. And I'm going to kind of relate it back to something you said, Emily, which was, like, no new I just did um, Chrome Tricks and Treats for this one, and they were things like um, how to make sure that your window that you want to open with Chrome looks exactly the way you want it, like all of the tabs that you want Mm. open every morning 
automatically open up. And I had so much like verbal in-person feedback of teachers being like, I had no idea you could do that. Like that blew my mind. And even teachers who are like, I don't think I did it right. Like, can you come by? So like it led to follow-up conversations of like, yeah, that was really helpful. And other ones that were like, do you mind stopping by my classroom and helping me with that? Because this one page is like opening up funny. But again, it was just like, I felt like it was truly something that was helpful to them. It's something they use every day. Um, And it wasn't really like this huge, like you said, Emily, lift on their end. It was actually something that was going to save them time and that um, they do once and it's done. I love that. And Anne-Marie, you've also done um, some other things that have been very well received to get crafty Mm -hmm. with um, (laughs) approaching PD in your district. So I'm just wondering, just for the sake of like other coaches who are listening to this Mm -hmm. episode, what are some of the like challenges that you have faced that have led to you like finding and kind of inventing these places for PD as well? I mean, I think it's really hard to get excited about professional learning for some. Um, I mean, when it's required, it's like super hard to get Mm -hmm. excited about. If anything's mandatory, like people are immediately turned off, I think. That's just the way that it goes. I'm definitely guilty of that. Um, So if I can make it have like a fun theme or a catchy title, um, a lot of times that drums up some interest. I also try and make whatever I'm using to advertise the PD or post the PD super visually appealing because even if maybe they're not interested in what I'm going to tell them about or they don't even scan the QR code in the PD on the potty, they might ask me what I use to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a win. Mm -hmm. Um, What I did yesterday actually was I sat down with both of the Edu Protocols books, um, book one and book two, and I kind of tried to plan out um, this isn't necessarily a creative space for PD because it is like optional after school PD, but um, from now until January. And I looked at all the ones that I'd kind of heard about from other teammates, and I made a key to advertise this PD with like what subject areas should attend the different uh, appy hours based on whatever edgy protocol I thought you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to make it match up so that people didn't show up to something that they felt like wasn't relevant to yeah. them because mm-hmm. we know that's a huge piece yeah. um, for, you know, kids learning in school. They want to know why adults want to know even more, maybe. Um, so, you know, I, I made a key for like ELA science, social studies and all subjects. And I added it to the agenda so that people kind of know what to expect or can plan out maybe even farther in advance the ones that they might be able to come to since I'm giving them a lot of notice. That's kind of the hope. But again, tried to make it kind of interesting looking, adding in a key I thought was kind of a unique twist. And so I'm, I don't know, I'm just kind of always trying to change it up. And anytime I can incorporate like a little bit of something silly like a pun or some humor I also think it it goes a long way yeah I was gonna say I feel like yours are always like also partly like building they serve as building relationships with teachers too like they're always funny they're always cute and it's like they make teachers laugh if nothing else in the context of the stress yes um thinking of Emily you you alluded to it a little bit like that you guys use bit.ly to track Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um to see the analytics of what people are watching but what um what have you kind of learned over the past few years from some of these sort of creative spaces that you've utilized to provide PD? What are some of the um, maybe challenges you've overcome that you would tell a coach starting right now, like, hey, 
do this to avoid this or, you know, this will be helpful. Yeah, I would say the first thing is be super mindful of time, If you even if you are getting creative in the spaces. Um, so, like, our tech takeouts, it would take them no more than 15 minutes start to stop, um, and that's at most. Um, so any time that you can make it, like, really bite-sized for them, you, you almost kind of want to, like, tease them. Because if you give yeah. them a little taste of, like, hey, yeah. here's, like, one thing you can do, like you said with, like, Google Chrome, it gets them to start asking more questions, which can lead to deeper coaching um, and more PD opportunities. Yeah, I have is just, like, it's not – there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. So if yeah. you're hanging up PD on the potty, like, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that – my PD on the potty campaign for three years has been <laughs> all that successful. I've definitely had some teachers ask about it and, um, you know, approach me about whatever. But I still do it just because, like, maybe there's a couple of people looking at it and they just, like, don't need any additional mm-hmm. help. And I've still maybe helped a little bit. I know that some teachers might think it's, like, not great to hang something up in the bathroom. They're like, that's my me time. Um, so, like, it, <laughs> it's not – it's not going to be perfect everywhere, but that doesn't mean you should just, like, trash it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I would say stick with it. Um, and I have fun making that stuff. So that, like, that gives me a little bit of joy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep doing that even if it's for selfish reasons because <laughs> I think it's really fun to make that stuff. And, you know, if one person is helped by it, I think that that's a success. Yeah, for sure. And I, um, for, like, just a, an idea because I don't think you guys have said it specifically but we've had some other coaches who serve like a lot of buildings so putting up stuff yeah. in every staff restroom is sort of unreasonable yes. so they do more of like a <laughs> copier tabloid yeah so then it's just in each staff room of each building so they're still reaching teachers and um on on your note Anna Marie about that's my me time in the yes. bathroom I love the idea mm-hmm. of putting it first of all like you don't have to look at it you don't no. have to scan your <laughs> QR code and watch nope. your video you don't have to do anything with it but I just think a little bit about um, my times that I have had an opportunity to go to like Google campuses and their bathroom walls are covered Mm. (laughs) in flyers and information and advertising like courses that employees can take and different things and like that stood out to me because a big takeaway that I have had from my time like on Google campuses most of which was through the innovator program um, is that their culture is such a culture of lifelong learning so much more than any school I've ever been a part of. And that makes me sad. Like schools should Mm -hmm. be a place where we embody lifelong Mm -hmm. learning. Like you don't have to, I don't have to want to sign up for this class to learn Spanish, but like I'll be darned it's offered. And Mm -hmm. those who, the one person who does Mm want to do it and it helps them grow and, you know, make new connections, then like, great, all the better for it. So anyone who's ever had anyone poo-poo hanging a flyer (laughs) in the bathroom, let that reassure you. Well, I was going to even like piggyback off of both of what you said is just oh, give them exposure. What did you, what did you say? I said poo poo. I'm oh, hanging in. Oh, I thought you did that on purpose. No. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for being that clever. You totally did. Totally That's did. all you. That's all you. Clever. Yeah. Sorry. Continue no. on. <laughs> I don't know how you follow that, but I was just gonna say, like, like Katie and Anna Marie both said, like, as much exposure as you can you can give to teachers. It's going to make an impact on at least one, and, and that's a starting point. Um, so everything that Anne Marie does to put put more and more out there and everyone on our team, it really – you're going to hit, target at least one person or hit at least one person, and that that is enough. Um, 
But another tip, too, is making sure that you're checking in with teachers and talking to them about it. Like, where do they want to find PD? Where do they want to see it? When do they want to have it? Because if you're getting feedback directly from them, then you're likely to get more reception from whatever you are putting out there. Certainly. Obviously, you know, you go to a restaurant or something, and that's, I mean, they're doing PD on the potty, per se, with their promotions and everything. You're going to, you <laughs> yes. know, I've come back and told told my wife, like, hey, they got this event going on. Yeah, this right. Going on. We want to come back for this watch party. <laughs> yes. And she's like, where'd you learn all this? I'm like, well, it was the restroom. So, yeah. I was going to say, I kind of want you to tell your story, but I don't know if that's from your first PD on oh, the potty. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first time I tried it... Um, so, I, I mean, without getting too in the weeds, the staff restrooms where I'm where I am are, are all the same. There there is nothing different regardless of whether or not you're going into a men's room or a women's room. So I hang all of them as if you were sitting on <laughs> the potty. And um, one of the teachers who was like a little bit slower to warm up to me um, was super interested in what was on the flyer but also a little bit nervous slash didn't know how to approach me about it because i think we can all infer if he was sitting and reading it we know what was happening um in the bathroom and so he came up and was kind of like so i saw your uh, flyer and i was like oh yeah i'd love to talk to you about it and like Again, that was probably maybe a little embarrassing for him, but it kind of broke the ice, so it was all good. I feel like this episode's about to be marked explicit. <laughs> I hope not. You can cut that oh, out of it. Oh, no, we're, we're leaving it in there. Tyler's the only one that's got us explicit so far, so maybe you oh. might be the uh, you might be the second. We'll, oh, no. we'll see. So you can either do PD on the potty or you can do the tech takeout. That might be a little less uh, explicit there. But um, we've had some really good content and stories that shared on this but uh overall we finished with our top three tips so what are your top three tips for getting out there and creating new spaces i feel like we have to combine them i feel like okay yeah a joint you go first okay number one my first one is to be mindful of teachers time okay so if we're making a tech takeout or a PD on the potty or a copier chronicle, like we're not going to put a bit.ly or a QR code on there that's going to link them to a 30-minute video, right? Like <laughs> we're going to make it something that's quick and helpful and it's not going to make them think too hard. Um, so I would just say being mindful of teacher's time, I think, is is the first piece of advice that comes to mind for me. Okay. Are you Are you a number two? I am a number two. Okay. Well, no man. pun intended. No, I, didn't, I didn't mean that one either. <laughs> so I would say for tip number two, um, that you want to make sure that the PD that you're putting out there, like PD on the potty or tech takeout, is beneficial to all teachers. Um, so you want to make sure that you're not like isolating one department, kind of like Anna Marie talked about before, um, so that you're making sure that you're making the most of the time um, that you are using of theirs, that it impacts everyone. Yeah. Um, And then to kind of finish out that list, um, I think that obviously it's clear that we all like to laugh at ourselves, humor, and doing something that's going to brighten someone's day goes a long way. So, you know, even if they laugh at a pun or something that you include, um, you got them to look, (laughs) right? So um, just doing something that could potentially like brighten their day, um, make them laugh, I also think is is really important because they don't have to scan that code. They don't have to type in that bit.ly. They don't have to read your flyer. They could keep their head down and just punch in the numbers on the copier and, and never look up if they if they wanted to. So I think doing something that's going to kind of make them a little happier and give them a little pep in their step is, is good, too. Love it. 
All right. So uh, I just want to point out, too, you were on the Market Yourself um, episode, and that yes. gives you some more ideas. If you want to create some of those, you know, PD in the Potty or any of those type of situations, um, you can join back in. Usually use Canva. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, yeah. So we're, much we're, Canva. We're, we're big, uh, big uh, Canva uh, proponents here. So awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us here on this one on discussing how you can create new spaces. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of space that's being unused in the school for the or the professional learning. So it's awesome that you guys have given us some really good ideas to get out there and be able to utilize that space for professional learning. Mm-hmm. All right. So tune in next time for a finale to season two. We're going to be hit our uh, 20 episodes here in season two. It's actually going to be our 40th episode overall on the Restart Recharge podcast. So to wrap it up, uh, Katie and I are going to be sharing some of our favorite tips from the previous 39 episodes. Um, I feel like there might be some good ones <laughs> that have come in here. Um, so it should be really exciting here. Um, but Overall, hopefully you'll have some fun with us and uh, maybe, you know, bring some of those uh, tips that you had in previous episodes back to the light to kind of remember what they are to utilize them. So, gosh, Justin, I feel like I need to get the re-listening. The re- well, I, I thought it was all stored up here for you. Re-listen, restart, recharge. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, be sure to subscribe to the Restart Recharge podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at RR Coachcast. And if you have an extra minute, that's all it should take. We would be, we would love if you would uh, give us a rating and review to help others find the podcast. And once you've done that, you can always reach out to us and let us know what topics you want us to discuss. Obviously, we're coming to the end of season two, but we'll be back for season three. So if there's anything on your mind, uh, please share with us and uh, connect with us on social media. So press the restart button. Recharge your coaching batteries and leave feeling equipped and inspired to coach fearlessly with the Restart Recharge podcast. A Tech Coach Collective.